0: Welcome to the Watch Quant Podcast, where we discuss watch markets, backed by numbers. This podcast is here to help you make smarter decisions about your watch portfolio, because that's right, we see your timepieces not as accessories, but as crucial pieces of your investment portfolio. And so this is not the Hodinky podcast. We're not going to wax poetic about the aesthetics of watches. Instead, we will dive deep into the watch markets for the top 5 to 8% of watches. We won't be covering Hamilton, even though I love the brand. Uh, Hamilton is an accessory. It is for, wa- for wearing, um, not for investing. But we will be covering the high-end luxury watches so we can help you make better decisions as to what you might do as far as investing in them is concerned. So we will deep dive into the watch markets, we'll cover popular, surprisingly undervalued, overpriced, volatile watches, or any of the other kind of crazy things that are happening. We'll cover that as market news, just like you might get on, I don't know, CNBC or uh, Bloomberg Media, okay? So while we focus on the, uh, the, the watch markets, we're going to be discussing the hidden gems, the pieces of information around the macro and the micro. What's happening behind the scenes causing such moves um, and in particular, we will be discussing one watch a week, which is the watch to watch, as we call it, and the one watch that we believe is important to, important to understand what's going on with. Join us as we explore the exciting world of the watch markets, different from stock markets and commodities, and yet similar in many ways. And so I think that this is an opportunity for us all to get together and discuss the opportunities here at hand. Welcome, and let's get into it. All right, so welcome again, everybody to the watchquant podcast our inaugural episode and I promise you this will not be the last we will be here for as long as we possibly can be. please keep in mind everything we say is absolutely subjective although most of the data that we will present to you is based on objective sources. Our opinions are that of experts in the watch market and yet not experts in investments we will not be giving you investment advice. Please do not take action directly upon what we say or what I say on this podcast as far as my opinion is concerned. Never take action on what anybody tells you to do in any market whatsoever. You should always look into things deeper um, and consider uh, always talking to an investment advisor if you wish. Uh, So that being said, disclaimers out the way. Let's talk about this week. We're going to start with the watch to watch. This is the main watch of the week the one that we cover on our website, watchquant.com, which by the way, we do weekly. We come out with a list of between 10 and 20 watches, each of which will be covered in depth. We will talk about why they're there. Either they've gone way up, way down. Maybe they didn't move at all, but something interesting happened in the news. Um, There's gonna be something interesting about each watch. It's typically a huge move one way or the other, and also probably part of the macro movement of the markets. Uh, part of the narrative which we are not under control of, but simply reporting to you. This week, it's the Rolex Daytona. Uh, surprise, surprise! One one six five one nine. That's the white gold, and that's on the Oyster Flex strap. So this watch is a very cool looking watch. Whether it's on the Sundust dial, the black dial, or otherwise, it's a cool looking watch. It looks a lot like the steel Daytona, which has the Cerachrom bezel as well and interestingly enough it trades at almost or at least was for a minute there, trading at the exact same price or even lower than that steel watch which is in and of itself what we called out on the website and in our blogs as a complete and total correction territory kind of move Um, and surprise surprise we were kind of right I mean you'll see this week we'll discuss a little bit about the uh, 116500 that's the uh, the, the steel watch I'm talking about, but there's absolutely no reason why a steel watch with an intrinsic value of 50 to $500 of steel made of basically something that costs very little should trade at the same price of the same watch that looks exactly as cool as and, and, and as beautiful uh, and feels as good on the wrist as the same watch made of solid gold. And that's exactly what we saw. So this week we are seeing the correction there it was bound to happen and uh i mean i won't lie i, I myself have invested this this past couple weeks i bought myself a solid white gold daytona uh, with a black dial because guessing guess what i mean we saw that daytona this daytona that we spotlighted this week is all the way up 25 percent move this week so let's talk about it okay Now, with this particular Daytona, of course, with all of the Daytonas, Rolex does not pull any punches. This is a serious watch. This one's made out of 18 karat white gold, unlike the steel version that we talked about, but both have the caliber 4130 movement. And because of that, um, they both have hefty price tags, right? The the steel watch is a $15,000 MSRP. The white gold watch is more than twice as much because it's, well, got a whole ton of gold on it uh, and in it. So it's a, that's at $31,500. We actually saw, if you look at the, the trend charts on our watch to watch page on the website, you'll see that it actually just almost glanced at that MSRP price, which, hey, we always see uh, watches trading at around MSRP. That's called market perform. We expect this, but with Rolex over the last few years, it's been very unusual to see any watch trading at or below MSRP, and so <clears throat> when this watch hit almost MSRP, I was expecting to see a big bounce, and it's exactly what we've gotten today. It's char- it's uh, currently charting as an outperform rating from the WatchQuant team, and it's WatchQuant has given that this model that outperform rating because of this very very strong trend and very very strong. Jump. If you look at the chart though, you'll see that from its peak at around 50 something, 52, 53 thousand um, dollars, this watch has uh, kind of a ways to go before it gets back to that territory. So I'm taking a look at the, the chart right now. It actually hit 47,744 dollars on March 14th, 2022, just about a year ago. So that's the top, I mean, literally, actually, today's May 14th, okay, so (laughs) what day is it? Okay, uh, March 14th, May 14th, a little more than a year, it hit its peak, and since then, it went all the way down at its lows, it hit 33,923, so almost all the way down to MSRP. And then over the last week, uh, two weeks actually, we saw it go from 34,000 up to about 36,000, and then this week, we saw multiple auctions close at forty, forty-one, and $42,000. So it is back to uh, a midpoint. Now, as I said in the intro and as we always will continue to say, the watch markets are not like commodities markets. They're not like uh, Louis Vuitton bag markets. They're not just accessories, but they also are not just like the stock markets. They're different. They trade at different pricing kind of uh, macro in a different pricing macro environment. They trade based on the environment around risk, just like stocks do. They do not have an underlying uh, produ- productivity, if you will, but like stocks do, right? Stocks are representative of companies that produce things generally. They produce cash flow. Well, watches don't produce cash flow, just like gold doesn't produce cash flow. And yet, gold is one of the most liquid and traded commodities in the world. However, unlike gold, watches are extremely stylish. You don't see people walking around with a kilo of gold brick. On their neck, on their neck. Although, actually, I guess that, that's untrue. Some people do do that, but it's unusual, and those people are normally surrounded by bodyguards. If we're talking about um, somebody who really just has a you know a good investment portfolio with a you know few t- tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars in it, there is no reason why I personally believe that you shouldn't have a watch or two in that portfolio to be there for both good times and bad, because watches do produce something. They produce love. They produce business deals, they produce conversation. And so there is an underlying production and productivity that a watch can help produce for you without you doing much of anything, just like buying shares of stock, different. And that's why it's important to track one of the metrics we do track, which help us give a, give our watches the scores we give them. And that is what we call hype, hype factor. If a watch is hyped, Everybody, especially people in business, will know about that watch, and if they see it on your wrist, hopefully they won't try to steal it, but um, instead maybe it'll start a conversation, and that's why we love watches and why watches do have, unlike the stock market, um, but but still nonetheless, it does have a sort of uh, innate productivity to it because you'd be surprised how many watch people there are out there in the business and boardrooms that you might be in if you are an aggressive, business-minded person, male or female. All right, so uh, let's get back to it then. So we saw a low of 33,000 this week. It's back up to the 41,000 level, um, and this is a pretty fair price right now because there are watches right now, the same exact model, trading, not brand new, trading, um, you know, used at 42,000 dollars. So this is certainly not the worst price in the world. Uh, do we have the ability to get this watch? Yes, because this watch is trading at a liquid, uh, a liquid level. So, we just quickly click into it, and right now, by the way, I'm looking at our watch. This was a 15% move in one week. <clears throat> this watch is trending at three, a three-time factor, and our market performance is a half. Uh, half of one so it's 0.5 factor what do these mean to you well we're not going to explain it here you can go to our website and we explain everything there but because both of those numbers are positive and because a three is actually quite high this watch is outperforming it's not overpriced but it is outperforming okay and there's a big difference there so we saw a size of the swing of over five thousand dollars in one week we saw the average price movement of twenty seven hundred dollars and the fair market value this period is $37,640, up from a $33,000 just two weeks ago. So yeah, big moves and big average uh, you know, change in price. Now, this watch um, is really beautiful. It's a lot different from the yellow gold Daytonas. It's stealth wealth for those of us who don't want to get robbed. If you can walk around uh, on the street with one of these, uh, you're much less likely to have it noticed. But if you're in a boardroom, you'll definitely have it noticed. This is this is the kind of watch that watch people know. Um, and it's 40 millimeters. So even though that's quite large for for a female, um, it, it could still be worn because 40, 40, uh, 40 millimeters, excuse me, is not awfully large. So it's a watch for everyone. It's the sportiest watch in the Rolex lineup. And it's a complicated, beautiful, and an awfully cool watch. Now, let's... Uh, Let's talk about some other things here. It's important to note that, of course, our top movers list is not simply one watch. It is actually 20 watches because we want to make sure that we're covering the macro. Now, before we get on to the other 20 watches, I do want to explain. Since this is our first podcast episode, we are at a time where WatchQuant has defined this as a bull hype safety market. That sounds really weird, but because we are in a strange time In on May 14th, uh, Mother's Day. Don't worry, my wife is having a, a ball with my son right now. Uh, on Mother's Day in 2023, we are in the midst of a banking crisis where multiple banks have gone under. In fact, we've had the second largest bank run in history happen just a few weeks ago. And right now, we're in a very unsure place. Stocks are trending um, up and down in a very, very tight range. Uh, commodities like gold are going up because basically investors of all types whether we're retail retail folks or in you know institutional money nobody really feels comfortable even buying treasury bills in fact the people who bought treasury bills uh, to stay safe were the ones who lost everything and that's what happened with the banks when they went to mark them to market at much higher uh, much higher uh, yields which reduces the the value of those uh, of those coupons so uh, so those bonds really they're, they're not, not necessarily safe. We could see you know bond yields go up to 10% before we quote unquote beat inflation um, if the Fed is as, as uh, you know hawkish as they claim to be. So nobody really knows where to put their money because of that, people are putting it in the place where it has always been safe gold. And so gold has, again, hit over $2,000. And if you look at the chart for gold and you chart it against every other asset class minus watches, you'll see that it is currently beating every other asset class by quite a bit. Even the NASDAQ, which is, I'm bullish on the NASDAQ long-term for the same reasons why we all know that AI is gonna be something big and probably very profitable for whoever is able to embrace it. We're not gonna get into all of that, but it's important to know, of course, that um, you know, watches have actually outperformed gold. And what's really important here is not the outperformance; it's not the profitability of having invested in gold or silver or in watches. It is the fact that we've had around ten percent reduction of the value of the, our dollar. The do, the dollars we spend on food and drink and the, our housing you know, the keeping a roof over our head and keeping our babies warm and uh, or cool in the summer, and and, and and those basics have become 10% more expensive, your dollar is worth 90 cents as it was uh, a full dollar one year ago, and that's a huge, huge move, that's as close to hyperinflation as, as, uh, as you ever want to really get, meanwhile, um, yes, we have seen an increase in wages, but not nearly by that much, we've seen an increase in wages by around three and a half percent, and unemployment is going up, so We're we're, we're in essentially a tough kind of stagflationary environment. We're not seeing massive growth, although we are still growing. Um, And and it's not necessarily the the worst bear market. But this causes fear where people want to put their money in a place where they can can trust. They know it's there. They put it inside of a safe. And when they open that safe in a year or in two years, it will be kept safe. They'll be able to take that and sell it and be able to liquidate it for a new investment that they then feel safe. Paper is currently crap. I know that, uh, I know that uh, there's a cash is, cash is uh, king kind of feel. But at this point, I have to tell you, I think watches are king. So we are in a hype safety market, meaning we're we're, we're seeing hype still in some of the major watches, like the Rolex Daytona. But we're seeing a, con- a considerable turnaround. So it's the different type of Daytona that is now going up. And the steel Daytona has seen a considerable turnaround. So we see steel Daytona is trading for less, They've gone from $32,000 um, all the way down to $27,000. a $5,000 move in about three weeks. So pretty steadily going down. While, as we just saw right here, our gold Daytonas that look just like them are trading now considerably above the steel Daytonas as they should. So that's uh, really important to note. And this this type of trend is not just in Rolex. We're seeing uh, Audemars RPK, which is a company that is one of the top three companies in the watch market, but it's a company that's embraced this kind of uh, hype style watch, much more so than Rolex and Patek Philippe. Um, And I say that because you'll see ceramic watches and stainless steel with ceramic bezels, and. Um, you know, all of these interesting looking watches coming out of Audemars RBK. Now it's beautiful, beautiful watches. Don't get me wrong, whether it's made of gold or ceramic or otherwise. Um, but these watches are getting crushed. If it's made of titanium steel or ceramic, it is, I mean, we've seen really big moves and we'll talk about one of those moves today. But big negative moves for those watches. While the gold watches in AP are stable, and the gold watches in Patek are going down, but by not nearly as much as uh, as, as uh, the, the steel watches are in all three brands. And there's only a few steel watches in, in Patek to begin with. They do mostly, uh, mostly precious metals watches. And in Rolex, which does a lot of both, we are seeing, that's where you can really see the biggest stark turnaround, where steel's going down overall, hype is cooling off, but we're still in a hype market, but fear is heating up. And so, because fear is there, people are buying gold. And I think a lot of people recognize the value of having a watch on your wrist that people will recognize inside the boardroom or inside of a, you know, when you're having a conversation, nothing is more valuable than, than people and people love watches. So yeah, there's productivity there from watches. And there's a good reason why people want to invest in watches and not necessarily gold, even though it is corollary, uh, to the, to the asset. So Let's talk about the uh, the top 20 now. All right, so we had 19 other watches that we marked off. Let's start with one of the major moves. We saw the Audemars BK Royal Oak Offshore 2637, a stainless steel watch, go down 53.57%. Now, keep in mind, this does not mean the actual average price. We get our top movers scores from... Uh, or prices from big insider trades. And when I say insider trades, I mean these are trades that are made between jewelers that are auctions that only um, pay, paying people have uh, access to. So the normal retail client will not see the these on eBay necessarily, although sometimes eBay does indeed show some, some really big moves. But there's plenty of platforms out there that you will probably not have access to but could buy access to or, or earn yourself access to. And that's where we see a lot of these big drops. And th- so this is a precursor. I won't tell you where exactly I found this because that would get me in trouble. But I can tell you that it's true, and I did find it. And you will see the prices on eBay and in the regular watch markets, the retail watch markets, secondary. Uh, you will see those prices drop for the Audemars Piguet Two Six Two Three Seven going forward because of this indicator. It's very rare that you see a huge drop like that and then don't see the actual market overall drop as well. Okay, so starting off with a big bang, that's a huge down move, a continuation of the steel uh route, which is just which it's just it's getting a little bit crazy. You know, on RPK Royal Oaks and Royal Oak Offshores are well loved and especially in the hype market of you know, 2013 to you know 2021, and in particular 2020 and 2021, uh, APs really, really did well. Steadily increased in price uh, and well, well traded well above MSRP. Are now almost all trading below MSRP on the steel side and the ceramic and titanium side. So uh, let's keep going. We already talked about the uh, 116519. That's the Cosmograph Daytona, white gold, 14% increase. We see another AP, Royal Look Offshore, made of steel, 26170. This one dropped by 11.82% in one week. We have the Rolex GMT Master II, 126711 CHNR. This watch, uh, if you don't memorize your your reference numbers, which I don't, by the way, um, is one of my favorite watches as far as looks are concerned. It's the GM it's the Root Beer. It's the GMT that has the Root Beer bezel and a rose gold two tone bracelet. It's one of the few two tones that actually played well during the hype market where two tones were just seen as gaudy and weird. Uh, well that's up six percent this this month. I'm sorry, this week. Um, the day date president uh, this is the double quick five digit, so the one, two, three. Uh, 18238 um, has increased by five percent this week, and then we have the rose gold Daytona, the 116515, that's also on Oyster Flex, also showed a positive movement at 4.73 percent. So, we're seeing the watches with gold going up slightly because of this underlying uh commodity that they are made out of, yes. The two-tones have steel, but they also have gold. And so we're, we're not seeing huge moves up in the two-tones, but we are seeing moves up. And this is due to um, investors that are maybe on the lower end of the retail wanting wanting to get into watches, wanting to have something safe that they know is valuable and that has true intrinsic value. They're buying these watches and putting them in their safe. Or maybe wearing them out and starting conversations and getting the, the benefit of both worlds. Okay, let's continue then. The AP Offshore 26290, took a huge hit, dropping by 28.16% in one week. This particular watch is an interesting looking watch. It is, uh, I believe, the Grand Prix. And so seeing this watch drop by this much in one week is a pretty strong indicator that um, that something needs to be done in this particular case. That watch is in our, our underperformance or our market complacency. Um, Rating group. So uh, there's only one other watch in that rating group for this week, and that's the black dial Daytona made out of white gold. But as opposed to the to the Royal Oak Offshore, which went down 28%, the Cosmograph Daytona is now almost at the it's at the edges of um, being undervalued. So the way our the way our rating system works is you start at um, at complacency, meaning the market doesn't care about the watch, and therefore you probably shouldn't be invested in it then you have undervalued, right? Uh, So you have overpriced or complacent, then you have uh, undervalued, and then you have market performance and outperformance as the top, okay? In this particular case, we see the Black Dial Daytona still in underperformance, but it is just on the edges of moving into the undervalued category, which would put it in a place where I, that's where I would start buying that watch personally. But it moved up thirty-four percent this week from, believe it or not, under thirty thousand dollars to now almost forty thousand dollars in just one week. Okay. The undervalued category um, now is what we're getting into. Includes, unfortunately, the Patek Philippe Perpetual Calendar Five Three Two Seven. This particular watch is is a tough one, right? Because these beautiful Patek Philippe's are MSRPing at. $90,000 or so. Some of them a little bit more. This particular one, it looks like a Calatrava. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a round watch. It's not one of their Nautilus or, um, it, you know, it's not, it's not super noticeable. It's a beautiful watch, but let's, let's be honest. IWC, even Breitling with their, with their Daytona's, um, premieres, they all kind of look like this watch. So unfortunately I think Patek has lost a lot of its, a lot of, uh, what makes it so wonderful and part of that is because there are a lot of other watches that look just like it now this particular watch was a a rose gold case but on a leather strap so the underlying value of this watch is realistically only about three to five thousand dollars because that's where the gold is it's about three to five thousand dollars of gold whereas the msrp is ninety thousand dollars we saw this go down by 15 percent from where it was trading last week and um yeah. I mean, it's it's now in our undervalued category. What does that mean? It means as far as WatchQuant is concerned, undervalued watches mean a buy. Now, we don't I'm not telling you to watch to buy this watch. I'm not your investment advisor. But I'm considering looking for deals around the prices that you would see if you went to our website. I will tell you how much they moved by. I won't tell you what prices that they went down to. You'll have to go to the website to check it out. It's really, really easy, Watchquant.com. and then just click on the top movers. You don't even have to subscribe to get to it. It's free data. Okay. Um, Okay. Lastly, we get to the overpriced category, and this is where we see living. The Rolex Mealgao, believe it or not, <laughs> the Rolex Milgauss has been underperforming for so long. But ever since its discontinuation, it took a really, really big jump up to like fifteen thousand dollar level. Well, now it's trading twelve percent higher than it was last week, and um, and it's it's jumped out of the well well priced or the the market perform. Um, a category to the overpriced category so let's just say it's probably not worth buying at this time if you have one it might be a good time to look to sell it because although discontinued watches sometimes go up and up and up the Milgauss has a tendency to be f- kind of forgotten about so again not telling you what to do just giving you my opinion and that is the green dial by the way the the uh, blue teal green dial not the black dial okay uh, GMT master 2 Batman This is a 2023 version, slipped by just 2.66%. And there's a good reason why this happened. Again, we just discussed it. Steel is seeing a drawdown, but this is such a a sought-after watch, and the demand is so high for this watch that (laughs) it went down 2.66% rather than 25%, like you're seeing with some of the APs. And it is trading uh, as overpriced still. Why? Because even though it's a beautiful GMT and it's super super sought-after, its intrinsic value is like $500, $600. Um, and so it, it, we just can't possibly put that in any other category, but overpriced. If it, if it were to get down closer to MSRP, um, you know, we all know this, this watch is trading about twice MSRP. Uh, if you can get one, you're a really lucky person. If, you're, if your authorized dealer offers you one of these, uh, you, 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 might, you might wait two to three years to get one of these from your authorized dealer. Remember, Rolex doesn't sell watches anymore, they sell. Waitlist slots, and uh, if you get called, it's time to go in and spend the money, because they're honoring you with that call. <laughs> that's a, kind of a half joke. Anyway, that's our top 20 movers. So, are you surprised by any of these? I'm kind of surprised by the huge moves in AP. I, I didn't think it would continue. This is the third week in a row we've seen multiple steel or ceramic APs go down by 25% or more, and. Um, Are you surprised by the two tones going up in value? Are you surprised by anything here, but like the Patek going way down by 15% in one week? Let us know. Uh, Reach out to us at watchquant.com. We have multiple contact us forms all over the website. We wanna hear from you. Subscribe and enjoy free market data. We are the only platform in the world that doesn't focus on the watch market as if it's the stock market. We don't care that much about trends, although we do provide them. We are gonna give you the data up to date today what is this watch fair market value worth what is the range that i should look to be paying for this watch and our top movers category also free is going to tell you is this watch overvalued undervalued overpriced and that'll give you a, a multivariate indicator hey what should i buy this watch at if i should buy it at all and why okay thank you so much for listening in i look forward to the next one and on the next one we'll be inviting some friends so Hopefully we'll get a few watch market experts to join us and we'll have some discussion and disagreements, or maybe we'll just agree on everything and that'll be all then. Anyway, thanks a lot and Watchmasters, we'll see you next time.